Oh, we love to talk about music on arrow.net. A-R-R-O-E.net. Let's do it. Let's play it forward. Real people, real stories. Episode number 436 is with Libyanka from NBC's The Voice. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Fa- fantastic. Your, your, your name is so musical, Libyanka. I mean, that in itself, I, I can just hear that being announced at Madison Square Gardens. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> what a journey you've been on. I mean, it's it, it's amazing how you have become such an inspiration to so many people who have traveled and who are realizing their dreams. I'm so sorry. The connection's really bad. The that you're 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 such an inspiration to so many people around around the world. I mean, being on on NBC's The Voice. Ah. Uh. Yes, <laughs> I've had I've had a lot of people tell me that, which you know is true, and I'm very honored. I'm very honored to represent a lot and be where I am at right now, especially with this huge opportunity. To to be on that stage, what is that opportunity like? Because I mean, I mean to step on that stage. I mean to us on this side of the te- television set, it's like oh my god, it's bigger than life. What is it like for you when you're on that stage? When I'm on the stage, to be honest, right before I start singing, my nerves, my it's nerve-wracking, but it's also, like, really exciting. So, you know, that's how it starts off. And then when I start performing, if I just close my eyes for a second, I can, you know, get a ground footing. And then I just, I just feel at home when I'm up there. <laughs> I get a taste of what I want in life. Is, is there a ritual that you go through right before you go onto the stage? I mean, there, some people like to breathe in 20 times. Is, is, you, is there a special coin you hold on to? What, what is a ritual that you, that you do in order to keep those nerves in place? Before I go on stage, I make sure I pray. So I pray, you know, I'm staying calm and breathing, all of that. And then when I do go on stage... I do like I do a superwoman pose and I look up um, to God and I say, OK, we got this. And I, and I do it. But to go out there during the, the blind auditions, I mean, that you've got those four chairs that are already turned. I mean, I, I can't imagine what, what shoots through your imagination at that time. I honestly, when I was singing the song and Ariana turned around, I was. I was really excited, but I just told myself, okay, look, 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 look. what we're going to do is we're going to take a breath. <laughs> we're going to keep singing the song. We're not going to mess up. <laughs> I was, I was very, I was, I was shocked. She turned around and Blake turned around and I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was very like, it was a lot of emotions. There was a lot going on. <laughs> Paul Simon was, was very, uh, um, very creative when he when he went to Africa. He he did an album filled with a lot of uh, uh, African performers and stuff like that. What was what was your culture change in that? Because I mean, the music is so universal. It's so fulfilling from Africa. My culture change in the blind audition song. In other words, an, yeah. Another in other words, the culture of being that. I mean, you know, Americanized music versus music that you picked up while in Africa and stuff like that. I mean, it's like it's like you've got a, you've got a, a deeper balance, basically. Mm, I mean, honestly, the music that I grew up on back home helped expand my musical knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, um, with 
with every song that I sing, I have a different thought process. Um, and it's just, it's very diverse. My melodies and rhythms could be anywhere between pop, R&B, soul, yep, yep. blues, all the way to Afro and Zouk and all those Afro genres. So it's very like, it's very broad. It's a yeah. lot in my head, but you know, it's really fun to, you know, experiment with songs in that way and just let my creative shine. So when you say that it's, that there's a lot in your head, I mean, are you always singing music upstairs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am always singing. There's something there's something going on in my head. So it's usually it's usually the rhythms or I just hear something in my head and I start writing on my phone or I just sing. I've I've written so many times about the the songs that when when I wake up in the morning there's always a piece of music inside my mind. I feel like I should be paying some sort of ASCAP BMI fee because I'm I'm basically renting that that artist's song and because it, it's in my head and it keeps playing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So now the the thing that really I I got to tell you it was it was an oh wow moment is that when you sang the Ariana Grande song I mean she was sitting right there in the front row. Yeah, that was uh, my partner and I on that stage. We had we had flipped that song. We flipped the song like all the way around to fit us <laughs> because oh. you know we're we're very we do very different genres most of the time than um, Ariana. So I mean, I figured out my way around it. But being on there, you know, it was just. I had to be courageous. It's like, okay, I'm singing Ariana Grande's song. Of course, I'm not singing it, you know, the exact way she wrote it. But, you know, it's all about showing myself and who I am through any song that is being thrown at me. And that's that's what that was. I was really, I was really nervous at first, but <laughs> I got a hold of it. And um, she seemed to enjoy it which made my heart melt. So. <laughs> but, yeah, because if you wouldn't have made it your own, then they probably would have said, well, why didn't you make it your own? Why didn't you take that chance? And so you you know, you know, were courageous enough to really you know, jump on that and, and make sure that, that it was your sound. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, because that's one thing about NBC's The Voice. It's not a karaoke contest. That, that's not what that show's all about. No, not at all. <laughs> so, not at all. So, so living in Minneapolis, we're talking about one of the biggest, most successful music cities in, in the world. I mean, there there is such an inspiration of sound there. And what about Paisley Park with Prince and everybody? Yeah, Minneapolis. Minneapolis is a great, you know, it's a great area. I've performed there a lot of times. I mean, I've been there for eight to nine years since I moved from Cameroon, so... You know, I got the chance to show my talent as much as I could over there. It's it's a beautiful city. I mean, that's that's my city. That's my home hometown in America. How do you, how do you deal um, with those bitterly cold winters, though? I mean, my God, I moved from the state of Montana to Carolina just to get away from winter. Honestly, I will tell you, Mr. Collins, <laughs> it is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> the winter the winter is just you know. 
it's deadly. I <laughs> I say it every year. Oh, I'm gonna move out of Minnesota. I want to move out of Minnesota. Is this is too much? It's too much. And I still stay there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually I'll get up out of there to, you know, find more exposure and grow more as an artist. My career, but the winter is harsh. Yes. It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so do you find yourself growing toward the L.A. area or would you go down toward Nashville and place or even Atlanta uh, in order to, to grow your music? Honestly, I see myself more so around Atlanta. Yes. I'm going to do I'm going to do my research, you know, um, as far as what's the best bet for me. Um, being in the industry that I am, you know, how how many more connections can I make? Um in each state, I'll go off the of statistics and I will move. <laughs> I will move where I can get, you know, get the most. So, are you? Cre- uh, you know, they, they, they always tell creative people to, you know, to, to create a storyboard. Do you find yourself doing that where it's like, okay, this is what I would like to see happen in my life. I need to build this. I need to create over here in order to make that path, you know, workable. Honestly, I I write a list. I've never made a storyboard before, but. I write a list, it's my prayer list, and I add that into my prayers. I add that to my prayers, and I keep myself grounded with the vision of, you know, my plan. That way I stay on track. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, you, this, we, we've talked about prayers and stuff like that. Now I'm going to ask you a question about that. As much as we do our prayers, are you listening to your prayers? Am I listening to my yeah, prayers? Because I always, I always sit there, and you're, you're going to think I'm so weird that uh, when, when I'm in church and stuff like that, I'll, I'll sit there because you'll hear the preacher praying and all that kind of stuff, and I go, shh, 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 let God talk now, dude. Let God talk. I mean, it's, it's, it's like there's, there's it's, you know, God give me, God give me, God give me, and it's like, okay, let God have some space in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, my prayers, you know, are more so conversations with God because yep. he, he is my creator. So it's it's more so conversational because, you know, we have we have a relationship. I know what my connection with God feels like. So when I do pray, when I do pray, you know, I'm just telling him about a lot of stuff, telling him how grateful I am, how much I love him. And um, I always have a moment of silence where I can feel his presence. So. All of that, you know, and not every single prayer is about, you know, me asking for right. something. So it's, it's more so just stay with me. Sometimes I just need him with me so I can stay mindful. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, it goes all the way back to the original conversation about when I said that you're such an inspiration to so many people around the world because they feel that. I mean, I mean, do, do, do you when you walk out on that stage on NBC's The Voice, do you inside your, your, your spiritual growth see the people that are watching it on the TV? Because, I mean, that's like radio. You, in radio, you, you don't get to see people, but you know people are there. Yeah. When I step on the stage, first thing. I mean, the coach is right in front of me. <laughs> so, you know, I see them. I feel the presence of the live audience that's there. I also see my supporters, my friends and family. I see all which my supporters are artists that I work with every single day. I see all of that. I see my family and then the millions of people who are watching that I, you know, I most likely don't know 
who a lot of them are, but you know, it just it it feels <laughs> I don't know if there's a word to really describe how beautiful that feels, but you know, it brings me joy yep. up there to know that I'm bringing, you know, I'm introducing myself to people who have never heard of me before, never seen me before, and and I'm going to touch someone's heart through the screen like that. So all of it feels surreal, but, you know, real. But see, I mean, what you just described when they said that they've never heard of you before, never seen you before, that's the way it was like when, when I would walk into a music land or a Tower Records and stuff like that. When we would stand in front of those albums and 45s, we didn't know a lot of those people, but that's the that's what we bought into, though, because of the, the mystique of it all. It's like, okay, I'm going to take this album home, and it's going to become a part of my chapters. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yes. <laughs> So now, how how has music changed? Do you think, or maybe it's too early in the game? But do do you think the fan of music, because we got so many of the private concerts on on Zooms and stuff like that, do you think the fans of music have changed in in a, in a live performance? Because you're you're right there with people, right? Yes, exactly. We've had the live audience for the first time since COVID. Um, but I think I think the the live audience is still, you know, the same. They still come with the same energy. But as far as fans in general with live performances in Minnesota, I can say that, you know, they'll still come out. But overall, the percentage of people coming out physically might not be um, as high as it was before yeah. COVID. However, you know, there's different ways that we can go about it. Um, we can physically perform virtual performances if promoted right so you know i'll do what i have to do <laughs> <laughs> so to go from the blind auditions to the battle rounds i mean you you've got to collaborate with somebody that is also brand new to your life and stuff like that there, that takes a lot of communications doesn't it i mean in order to work with somebody yes oh my goodness Yes, it takes it takes a lot because I mean we are in the middle of a hardcore singing competition <laughs> and we have to work together to sing this one song to show our vocal abilities and our uniqueness, creativity and it's both of us fighting to do that on the same song. And that's how that's how I came into it, you know, just like okay, I got to keep my head straight, you know. I ain't making no friends that I have to have. But Tommy became my friend <laughs> just while working together and just singing together. I thought it was going to be, you know, like almost like vocally fighting. Mm -hmm. But we never did. We never did any of that. We uh, we grew on each other. And at the end of it all, we were both just singing and having a good time on stage and ready to um both advanced you know so well then after a battle round do, do you guys still get together to sing or or do you guys have to go to your separate rooms and well you know that's it man that, that was that was our moment in history i mean we we had time for years but after battle rounds you know we were we started working to go into um i mean it was sad to see him leave 
it was sad to see him leave. Um, Cause like, you know, after the battle rounds, if you get eliminated, um, you're going home as soon as possible. Yep. So, I mean, we did sing a bunch of other songs together when I spent my time with him. I spent most of my time with him outside of my hotel room. <laughs> Um, so that that was great that was great it's a memory that I will cherish forever wow where can people go to find out more about you your music and give you lots of love on any platform um, my my music is available I mean um, to keep up with my life Instagram at I am Libyanka TikTok at I am Libyanka and Twitter at Libyanka3 and the uh, links to my music is just all there you can look me up <laughs> I love it I love it you gotta come back to this show anytime in the future the door is always going to be open for you oh thank you thank you so much well thank you so much you be brilliant today okay thank you thank you Collins you have a good one <laughs>